Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Okay, everybody, we are back. I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla 86. Joining me, as always, Alex Regla at Alex M. Regla. How you doing today, man? I'm doing all right, man. Um, I have neighbors that are working on their roof like the last okay. few days and they've been working on it like every morning like at this like crack of dawn so it's been really loud uh i've been waking up super early because of it but besides that i'm okay yeah speaking of waking up super early i recently adopted a rescue puppy about six days ago so i'm waking up super early because she's waking up super early and uh yeah so we're on the same boat man lack of sleep is a real thing <laughs> It sucks. What kind of puppy is it? Okay, so they told us it's a mix of an Australian Shepherd. I think they meant German Shepherd because she's getting pretty big. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she has like this like German Shepherd face, but uh, she has little paws, so that's giving us some hope that she's not going to get too big because we do live in an apartment mm-hmm. and not a big house. So uh, her name's Nellie, and she's doing nice. great right now in the crate. So if you hear some barking, I apologize. And if you hear some roofing, it's <laughs> from the other Alex. We got we got dogs My, and we got roofs. My dad was a roofer, so I know how loud it yeah. was. I used to go with him on the job, and it's nonstop hammering, just hammer, hamming. So I totally, totally feel you, man. Uh, but as far as basketball goes, there's good news, man. We're two days away from opening day. We made it. It, it felt like we weren't going to get there for a while, but it seems like we made it again. Yeah, not only did we make it, um, it looks like the Lakers are going to go into it semi I mean, not healthy, because we don't know. The news of the day is Anthony Davis is possible to miss Thursday's game against the Clippers because of that eye injury he suffered on Saturday against the Magic. But other than that, you wrote something on your weekly newsletter about Deion Waiters, and that's kind of what I was alluding to. They, they looked pretty good. You know, uh, Kuzma's looked pretty good. Deion Waiters has looked good. J.R. Smith, not too bad. Caruso looked good. So... I feel like the Lakers were like on during these three exhibition games were a little bit on an upward trend. Yeah, I think that was my biggest kind of takeaway of all these games is how those role players were looking and how were they going to look. Like we know what AD and LeBron are going to bring to the table. Like that, like there's no surprise there. So even if they miss scrimmage games or even if they miss some of these eight bubble games going into the playoffs, I'm not too concerned about it. But yeah, I was really encouraged about you know how Dion played and how JR played that last game, how Ku shot the ball that, that one game. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're the Lakers, like I, I would be thrilled with how the role players are playing so far. Were you fiending for basketball super hard where you sat down and watched all three exhibitions like from beginning to end? I did. Yeah, I woke up early. I set my alarm to wake up for that early uh, Saturday game, I think it was. Um, yeah, I even watched some, some of the other games that was going on across the league. Um, how how have you kind of like what do you feel about the presentation of the basketball in Orlando like this bubble basketball yeah i don't mind it i really don't mind it um the the fake crowd noise i got used to because i watch soccer a lot so they they've been doing the fake crowd noise baseball's back obviously you saw kind of what fox did with fake fans and stuff i find it a little hokey but i'm not one of those people that gets all upset about it like oh why are they doing cardboard cutouts or why are they doing fake crowd noise like it doesn't bother me really at all I've liked the way it looks. I think the court looks really cool. But yeah, I, I, I really like the way the court looks. I wasn't a fan of the sideline cam uh, where it's like same level as the players. 
but I just I don't mind it. I think it's cool. I'm just happy to have basketball back. Did you have an issue with the with the broadcast the way it's presented? Is that why you asked? No, actually, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like it took like maybe a minute or two to get used to it, but then after that, I kind of just forgot like everything that was going on there. <laughs> um, with baseball, there's a, there's a big lack. There's a big lack of like um, signage on the court. You know, a lot of teams do like big artwork on the sidelines and out of bound lines. That's kind of missing. It's pretty basic. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the, the lack of like a home court advantage is still something I, I get. Like, I know the Lakers specifically have like um, like their own signage in terms of like their players, like on the little virtual boards and stuff. And but really, nothing's differentiate them versus like a a Magic game, you know. But I at the end of the day, it's still basketball, and I think that's something uh that i've been kind of encouraged by also that it doesn't really feel odd or off and i've actually been impressed with how well like how good the basketball's been like it doesn't look that sloppy or anything yeah what my favorite part so far about the three games that i watched from the lakers is i I think i brought it up last week the energy that you get from the bench is going to be so important and the lakers bench mob has been awesome to watch i think it's so cool and I think it's got to be a message. I, I I don't know who it's from, but it's got to be a message from... And it's a vet team, so it could be a general message. Like, we got to pick each other up. We, we're the ones that have to provide the energy. There's no one here who's going to do it for us. And I've, that's been really encouraging. I love to see the, the veteran Lakers really embrace that mentality of let's make noise, let's be up for... Like, when Jared Dudley made a three, they all went crazy. <laughs> It was it, when Dion when uh, when Dion Waiters was was going off the other day. They were going crazy. It's that was really cool to see. And maybe that's like one kind of advantage this Lakers team, like the chemistry we've talked about all year that they've had. Maybe that will translate to to the on the bench and and them able to pump each other up and to bring that energy. Like like you said, like guys like Javale and Jared Dudley and them have been like the MVPs in terms of like bench celebrations and just getting guys riled up and stuff. So hey, any type of advantage they can get in a really weird situation like this that's that's a plus before we get to like what we're going to talk about which is lakers clippers lakers going forward eight seeding games and then we'll talk obviously these three exhibition games um the big news of the day anthony davis possibly i'd like glossed over it but it's actually really mm-hmm. big news frank vogel says that it is possible that anthony davis could miss the uh opener with the eye injury he suffered a really nasty uh eye poke i think it was michael carter williams that did it on saturday obviously unintentional frank vogel says he's day-to-day and there is concern that he could potentially not play thursday obviously without even asking you or needing the answer how big would the anthony davis loss be in terms of just in terms of just against the Clippers or like in general. In terms, of, I don't think it's a long term injury. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, if he does miss Saturday, I I would probably beg to say that if it was a playoff game, he would play. Mm-hmm. But like, why why are we rushing a game right now? That's the way I look at it. But let's just say that I mean, don't you want Anthony Davis there for almost every game to get everybody back in a rhythm, right? Like LeBron and. And AD and Dwight and Kuz didn't play the last game, so they really got like only a few minutes together. I think that's what's important is continuing to build that cohesion. That's a good point. Yeah, like in terms of that, like the chemistry aspect, in terms of getting familiar with the new players and stuff like that, then yeah, I, I agree that is kind of a big loss. And any kind of minutes and games you can get under your belt before they actually start counting in terms of the playoffs. And yeah, that's that's big. In terms of going forward, like I like you said it doesn't seem like it's too serious thankfully and it seems like they've kind of got through those scrimmages pretty healthy like kcp had that 
ankle injury scare for a second there, and I was really nervous. But besides that, I'm not too concerned about it. Um, it, it would have been cool to see how they matched up against the Clippers again. Like, even though this, like, like this game doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Uh, yeah. But it would have been cool to see another sample size of LeBron and AD versus George and Kawhi for sure. Yeah. Um, and just as a fan, to me, it's a big deal if Anthony Davis misses the game against the Clippers because I want everybody there to beat the Clippers. You know, I feel like there's so many, so many headlines were written about when the Clippers beat the Lakers opening night. And it's only one game in the grand scheme of things. But it kind of starts you off, right, in the positive momentum if you're able to beat the Clippers. And they might be down. Obviously, they're down Lou Williams. It looks like Montrez Harrell. Shamit is back, but he's not going to get a lot of minutes. Do you know Patrick Beverly's status? That's the one I can't find. I believe he. For I, some I believe he, he's either on his way to Orlando or he's already in Orlando. I'm not sure what his status is in terms of playing or not. But I know he's going to be rejoining the team. And I know Zubot's just just played i know he just returned to the team so um they're they're gonna eventually get everyone back as well it's just not not in time for this one yeah so um obviously the clippers they're dealing with their own thing they've had a lot of guys in and out zubats shamit with covid tests um lou williams going to a strip club for chicken wings like they're dealing with their own thing which is which is not our concern but i just think having ad there to build that momentum because hey let's be real man Rajon Rondo was getting a lot of minutes Avery Bradley was a starter when you don't have those two guys and you're putting in guys like a Dion Waiters more Caruso more Kuzma it takes time to adjust Anthony Davis is going to be playing with KCP more often you need to build those more minutes up Um, I think these eight games may be treated as those like they're not that important but in the grand scheme of things heading into the playoffs they might be very damn well important because the lakers are dealing with so much permanent change the clippers are getting their guys back the lakers are not getting avery bradley back the lakers may not get rondo back if they don't survive the first round for whatever reason so i honestly think it's pretty important to have ad there as often as possible yeah i mean yeah like you said this is the last chance really to get you know work out all these little stuff that they need to work out and get these guys on the same page i mean the lakers are probably going to keep that top seed no matter what unless they completely fall apart here but i doubt it so besides actual winning and losing games they just need like you said to get everyone on the same page learn each other's little tendencies where they like to get the ball and it's it's not going to be easy i kind of wrote about it in the newsletter like we can talk about avery bradley and rondo and how we feel about those guys individually but they were two guys who played over 2,000 minutes this year for the Lakers. Like, that's hard to just kind of replace, even if they were good or bad or whoever. Like, they played a role on the team, and it's kind of hard last second to just throw in guys like Dion, someone like JR who hasn't played in years. You know, that's that's not easy. So these eight games, I think that's where the biggest value is for this team is just getting everybody on the, on the same page. Yeah, and the Morris, uh, Marquise yeah, Morris is back one. as well. Um, but looking ahead to Thursday, um, let me just ask you one basic question. Who's going to replace the minutes for Rajon Rondo? Do you think that Caruso will get the primary minutes, or do you think there will actually be a lot of Dion Waiters and possibly J.R. Smith? Yeah, for for um, for Rondo, I think it's probably going to be just like a distribution of minutes across the board. I think Caruso obviously is going to play more in terms of coming off the bench and kind of being that initiator and having the ball in his hands and stuff like that. I, I know Dion 
has really flashed a lot of like encouraging signs in that respect. Like, yeah, I would just I bring it up that way, like the Rondo question, because of his ball handling ability. Like, I kind of forgot that he was pretty good with the ball. So I, I could see him because how many other guys do you really trust with the ball on the team as a point guard? I'm not saying I trust Dion Waiters off three exhibition games, but from what I've seen, I kind of like him better with the ball than Caruso. That That's where I, I always liked Caruso and Rondo on the floor at the same time. And I think the same goes for Caruso and a guy like Dion is because a guy like Rondo kind of hid Caruso's weaknesses and Caruso kind of hid Rondo's weaknesses in terms of his defense and just doing everything else that needed to be done. And I think Dion and Caruso playing together actually would have a similar thing where, like you said, Dion looked pretty good in terms of the pick and roll, in terms of initiating, in terms of playmaking. He had a six, yeah, I think he had six assists that last game, zero turnovers. And he's just a different pick and roll player. He can be aggressive. He can look for his own shot. Like we've talked about all year, like this team needs someone who can make their own play, make their own basket, make their own uh, like offense, especially in the, you know, in the playoffs when things just get even harder in terms of the offense and looking for points. A guy like Dion, I think that's where he's going to be the biggest benefit. Just a guy you can give the ball to and he can create something out of nothing. What I like what you wrote about on your newsletter, the throwdowns, which you can subscribe on your Twitter page at Alex M Regla. Uh, and please check it out. It's really good every week. This week was really good too, obviously. But what I liked that you wrote, talked about was his like swag, his confidence, mm-hmm. his, the way he carries himself on the court. But to me, that can get a little bit scary when you don't necessarily, like, I don't necessarily, like I said, I don't trust Dion Waiters yet. I wasn't expecting him to get much minutes anyways, but if he showed signs, that's cool. It's awesome to have that, that, that confidence in your ability in a exhibition game. Yeah. It's awesome to have that in eight seeding games where you're already the one seed. Um, but if all of a sudden these shots are not going down in the eight, in, in the eight games and he still has that swag in the playoffs that can get a little like dicey. That that's where that balance has to come in. Like we, like Dion, I, I think so far, you know, the shot selection stuff, it looks good when he's making them, but a lot of those are really tough contested mid-range jumpers that are just are kind of what you don't want in this era. And you know, right now he's making them, but like I can totally see if he's missing those shots, if he's not passing the ball, if he's kind of just looking for his own offense. Yeah, that that can get frustrating. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, but. It, I, I was encouraged because I had absolutely no expectations for him, which is maybe unfair, but I just think all the stories that were surrounding him this year, that he's lazy, he's out of shape, he's taking edibles on airplanes, he's passed out. Like, there was no real reason to kind of expect anything. I feel like they took a chance on him, like they took a chance on Dwight, where, like, his upside is there, and it seems, again, Rob Palenka, it's, for now, it seems that the, the, this was a pretty good move, at least for the, the upside on its own. Yeah, I think basic like, his biggest value on the team again is just having an option like they didn't have before like no one else on the roster besides lebron james and i I guess anthony davis wouldn't really fit into this either could get their own basket have a pick and roll set or can get their like their own offense out of an isolation like kuzma like as much as we think he could do that he hasn't really shown that this year um where a guy like Deion waiters at least has the potential to do that and i think just having that option on your bench like say they like say in a playoff game where they're down eight or nine and the offense just it's not clicking, they can't get anything to go. Like at least you have someone you can turn to, who can kind of break things open. And he might not work one night, but then 
the knights he does work it's at least at least you're happy you have that option like on the bench that they can turn to yeah uh christian rivas on silver screen roll just wrote about Dion waiters and he asked the question does rajon rondo have a place in the lakers when he returns and i mean i just think that vogel has proven that he's just going to play rondo whether we love it or not i just think he is uh but he made some good points about that bench that you talked about you know he's done a he's frank vogel kind of um he has ad and lebron at least one of them on the floor pretty often it's not really just bench guys but a lot of that was because where is the, where are those points coming from? Where are those self-made points coming from? And I feel like Dion Waiters has the at least the ball handling ability to create a shot, an open shot for Danny Green, to create an open shot for for Kyle Kuzma, that or or give and go with uh, Caruso. Like they, there's more options now than when you didn't have Waiters and you didn't have Rondo. Like having Waiters there gives you that option where if I need to rest both guys for at least two mm-hmm. minutes, we're not going to completely collapse. Yeah, and just offensively. Yeah, and then just going back to that Clippers matchup, like that's kind of the advantage they've had almost all season against the Lakers is their bench versus our bench. Like that, you when you have a guy like Lou Williams, Montres Harrell, like just those two guys alone, you know you're going to get points. You know you're going to get production. Like the Lakers bench all year, it's like I don't know who's going to score here. Is it going to be KCP? Is it going to be Rondo? Like at least guys like Jr., guys like Dion, have that potential to score. And that's something they didn't have before. That's what I was kind of hopeful to see Lou Williams and Harold on Thursday. Like, to see our bench versus their bench seat. Like, obviously, it's not as good as their bench. But to see how big of a difference it is now versus before, where before their bench would outscore the Lakers bench by, like, 15, 20 points, you know? I, I wonder if how big of a difference it'd be if that is only, like, a 6 or 8-point difference instead of, like, 15, 20 yeah, I mean, it was not like the Clippers like destroyed the Lakers in their yeah. two wins. They were all they were both close. All three were close games, so it's not like their matchup. Like I think the matchup the Clippers are a bad matchup for Lakers. I've said it all year. I just think that Paul George and Kawhi, they, the Lakers just don't have guys consistently that can stop them. Um, but but that doesn't mean that the Lakers are, are are worse than them. It's just like those all three games were very very close. So, yeah, I, I, I like what you say because, I, like I said, I want Anthony Davis there just to see and get ready. But I would love to see a full squad of Clippers to go. We're not going to get it, obviously, but I would love to see just head-to-head because I think the guys feed off that, man. I think the Lakers feed off the challenge. You feel like some teams don't really enjoy the adversity of, of facing someone that's your equal. I, I, I feel like the Lakers, LeBron... AD like they don't mind they'll they don't back down from that challenge that the Clippers present so another question I have for you and it's a question that we've had all year is Kyle Kuzma finally going to be the third guy <laughs> oh man like I, I again that, that's why I was kind of frustrated with also in terms of that that game uh, that last game against who was it was it uh, the, the Wizards? Wizards there you go um Kuz didn't play and I obviously get why he wouldn't play like you, you can rest on like it's not an important game but in terms of just seeing if he can kind of progress and keep it going because I think that's has been his biggest issue since he's been a Lakers consistency like we see the flashes he can have a crazy game where he drops 30 but then he has a week where he can't even crack 10 points so uh, like I hope these eight games if more than anything even if his shot isn't falling we just see consistent play and confidence. I think that was the biggest thing in that, that one scrimmage game where he really played well was how confident he was shooting the ball, like making the right plays, playing defense. Like I think that's what we need to see more of, just consistency. 
I think he needs to incorporate a lot of that Dion Waiters attitude where I can make shots, I'm going to take shots, and I don't care if like LeBron and AD are on the court. If I'm open, I'm going to take them. I think he needs to, to really get in that mentality that he was in last year when LeBron was hurt and AD wasn't part of the team. He was, I'm not advocating him taking 20 shots a game, but I'm advocating having the same mentality. Go after it, man. That's what they want you to do. I feel like he's taken such a back role. And it's been an up and down year, to be fair to Kuzma. Like, you know, his role probably wasn't what he was expecting and he wasn't performing like he was expecting. But I think if he changes his mentality into that Dion Waiters, the Philly cheesesteak mentality, like, I'm going to go get it. And that's just, I'm going to get it, you know? And if, and if I'm not playing well, they'll take me out anyway. So I'm just, I, I, I want Kuzma to take that mentality on. And I think he will become a much better complimentary piece to AD and LeBron. Yeah, and I wonder how much playing with a guard like Dion instead of Rondo like creates more spacing on the floor for him. Because all year he's had to play in bench lineups that had Dwight and Rondo and even Caruso. And those three guys aren't really floor spacers in terms of how defenses are going to guard them. Like, you're not going to run out at Caruso or Rondo or Dwight, obviously. So right away, the floor is kind of shrunk for a guy like Kuz, who really, who, like, his biggest strength since being in the NBA is kind of, like, finishing around the rim. He has a really good floater game, just kind of soft touch around the rim. And he can't really show that if it's the paint is always clogged. So maybe mm-hmm. just having a guy like Dion out there and adds additional spacing or even having Dion and JR at the same time. Like, we saw like some pretty good spacing lineups like with uh those guys uh, against the wizards that the lakers really haven't had all year like now you have kind of multiple shooters that defenses have to respect like jr hasn't played in you know years but he still demands that kind of defensive effort like you gotta guard him you can't like just leave him open because you know he can get hot like he showed so maybe that helps kuz like you said and i think like you mentioned with that Dion waiters attitude he has a lot of times kind of just disappeared on offense where he's kind of either standing in a corner mm-hmm. and doesn't know where to go or like when to get the ball. And then they finally give it to him like three seconds left. So it's not all entirely his fault. And I hope maybe in these like eight games, it's like a good way for him to get incorporated and get that confidence going for the playoffs. Um, how much J.R. Smith do you anticipate seeing on Thursday and these eight seeding games? Because I think we and you can easily differentiate the fact that what we see the next eight games is not what we're going to see in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, it's probably going to be like the scrimmage, honestly. Like, I don't think the Lakers are really going to take these super seriously where like, they want the actual wins. Just like they'll get, the guy, they'll get their starters minutes. Like LeBron and AD will play minutes. Danny Green will play minutes. But I think the rotations will be mostly intact. Maybe those last few games, they kind of shorten up that rotation. Um, you know what I like about the seeding games, though? Um, is the fact that you're playing playoff teams every mm-hmm. game. Like, that's a good thing. Like, I think, like, challenging yourself immediately against good teams, which is there's really only good teams there. You're going Clippers, Raptors, Jazz, Thunder, Rockets, Pacers, Nuggets, Kings. Yeah. You know, like, you're just going. And I think that is it is a good thing in these games. Like, figure it out against good teams because you can figure certain things out when you're playing the Wizards who don't have many guys there or when you're playing the Nets who have like no guys there. So I think playing these good teams early is, is a good thing for Lakers to figure this stuff out. Yeah. And going back to what you, when you asked about Jr. like I think Vogel came out and said that him and Dion have kind of made a case to being in the rotation come to playoffs. Like how, like do you think Jr. and Dion deserve to be in that playoff rotation consistently? Or is that kind of like a break in case of emergency type situation? 
I think we'll see in these eight games. Honestly, I, because what you because we saw what Dion could do when LeBron and AD aren't playing, and Kuzma and Dwight Howard. You know, like, there's a lot of shots yeah. gone. Like, what can they do in a limited amount of minutes? That makes the big difference. It's not what you can do when you're playing 30. It's what can you do when you're only playing the 12. That's the biggest question, is which guys can shine in the short amount of time they're going to get. As much as we all love it, I think this team is one of the most likable teams ever, you know, that the Lakers have had. I think they have some characters that are really, really likable guys. And as much as you want to see all 12 to 14 guys play, it's just not going to happen in the playoffs. So which guy will step up and perform and be more valuable for those 12 to 15 minutes a game. Is it going to be a J.R. Smith? I don't know. I don't know like how much he can still provide really because he hasn't played consistently in, since 2018. Uh, Dion Waiters, like, yeah, it was awesome to watch in an exhibition, but let's see it in these next eight games. So I'm, I'm kind of in favor of what you said. I hope Vogel does kind of treat these as exhibitions and gives guys more opportunities and let's see which guy can grab it by the horns and take it because, like I said, man, when you get to the playoffs – like LeBron may not even come out one game if if they're losing. He's done that yeah. before. He's played all 48 yeah. minutes. That, that's a great point. And hopefully, like you said, since these are against playoff teams, we're going to get a good like idea if Dion and JR can actually perform against this kind of talent. Like to do it against Orlando, to do it against uh, Washington, that's like one thing, especially when those teams don't even have everyone playing either. But to do it against like the Clippers, to do it against like, actual playoff teams you're going to eventually play like play against like i that's gonna be the biggest test like obviously you're gonna see some drop off like i don't think dion or jr are gonna be that good again but if just to be to show that they could hang i think that'll be the biggest kind of thing i'm looking forward to like who's gonna get the benefit of the doubt more right like if kuzma's struggling like the chances are he's gonna come back in if jr smith has it has just a stinker yeah, he's not like in. he's probably not coming back in so it's just one of those things where like where, where you've established yourself, you have the reputation within the team already, and that's the way it's going to go. So whether that's fair or not, I mean, that's just, that's just basketball. I mean, that's just playoff basketball. You, you get If you don't perform in the, in the chances that you get, you're just not going to play consistently. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. This is going to be really interesting. I'm just glad it's back, man. But a little quick side note. Did you see LeBron's uh, chair today? I did, yeah. <laughs> I love how people thought it was a throne. I was like, that's just a shitty hotel chair. Did, did you see Frank Vogel's <laughs> chair in comparison to that? It was like a wooden one, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my buddy and I were talking about it. We were just like, I can't stop looking at the terrible carpet. And then we started talking about how like hotel carpets are just bad in general. Like, When was the last time you've like seen a good hotel carpet? A, I guess that's a good point. They're always like these kind of old Stupid school shag comments. type carpets. Yeah, it's almost like some like Godfatherish like throw <laughs> mat, throw rug, you know. But dude, I'm just excited. I mean, just predictions. I guess me and you always do it. Um, the Lakers play three times before we're back. Okay. They play the Clippers, the Raptors, and the Jazz. We do it every time during the season, and we're in the season, man. We're in the season. By the way, no Tuesday games for us, so we don't have to do any post game shows. For these eight, right? For these eight seed yeah, games. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Thursday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday. So, uh, three games before we're back: Clippers, Raptors, Jazz. What do you think? Oh, it feels good to be doing predictions again. Um, it does. I'll say they go two and one, and I'm not sure. They might lose to like. 
they might lose that Clippers game just because I don't know who actually is going to play. Like, if AD doesn't play and, like, LeBron doesn't play that much, like, I can see them losing that game just because they're they're going to be a little shorthanded. Yeah. I like 2-1. and one. I, think, I think the 1 comes from the Raptors. I just feel like they're just all business. You yeah. know, there's no... There's no flashy there. There's nothing there. Like, but they're just good, and I feel like they're able to, to take these like, these like no pressure situations where there's nobody in the arena and just go to business mm-hmm. and do their business. So I think the one comes from there, um, but who knows? We'll see. I, I like two and one. I, I agree with you. And remember, for those of you that are new to this podcast during the season, I'm the pessimist. I'm always like one and two, like zero oh and three. I try. <laughs> I I just. I think my reverse jinx works, and that's and t- this week I actually just feel confident. Two and one for me. That sounds good. Is there anything specific that you want to see in these exhibition games, these last eight games, that you you just want to see? Like if something works or a lineup that you want to see checked out, or if just something specific you're looking for. I want to see a lot of Caruso and LeBron together. Oh, okay. I want to see just I mean we keep, the stats are there, right? But it's such a small sample size. But the stats prove and show that when they play together, they're really good. So let me see it a lot. What about you? I mean, I mean that Crusoe looked fantastic last game. Just like it was his first game back, really. Like, and he looked really good. I think just Crusoe in general is what I'm looking for, because like you said, we talk about Crusoe so much. Um, and man, like what, what a better stage to show like if you're for real or not. Like the numbers are one thing. Like the numbers, like. You look at any number, and Caruso jumps off the board. Like in term, like five thirty-eight has like a defensive Raptor rating, which basically is like a fancy plus-minus rating, and he's number one in terms of defensive point guards. Like just insane numbers across the board. Like I want to see how legit Caruso is in a playoff setting, because if he shows he's still good and can play this good, like holy crap, the Lakers really looked into this guy. So we'll see what happens, man. I'm just glad games are back Thursday. Uh, TNT, I believe. Uh, Kevin Harlan is probably going to call it. I'm just glad to be back. I'm going to, I want to, it's just good, man. Sports are back. I don't know how long baseball is going to last, but that's been nice. Um, and thank God for the NBA bubble, dude, because you're seeing with in Miami and baseball what happens when you play in the real world. Yeah, enjoy sports when you can, especially baseball. I'm not sure how much longer there's going to be a baseball this year. Yep. Well, I hate to cut this one short, but my puppy looks like she's about to go number two. And I, this is a perfect time to end it, man, before she does it on my carpet. So, Alex, at Alex M. Reglid, people, subscribe to The Throwdowns. It's awesome. Read it. Check it out. Subscribe to this podcast, Spotify, Apple, all that jazz, silverscreenandroll.com. I'm Alex Padilla, at Alex Padilla 86 Alex, dude, thank you so much. Thank you, man. Talk to you next week after the Lakers go and play some games. Yeah, sounds good.